We are going live, YouTube says. It looks like we're live. So welcome, VOD viewers and everyone else who's who's out there. We are very privileged to be with uh, Brian Martin today. Brian, welcome. Thank you, Ken. Brian is chairman and CTO of 8x8. 8x8 has been around, my gosh, at the beginnings really of uh, video conferencing. And Brian and I, I've got some uh, photos that maybe I'll share uh, later, but no, uh, we've uh, We've been doing these interviews for at least 16 years, and uh, it's amazing how the technology has advanced, and there's a real need for it today. And uh, put this in context, about a week ago or so, uh, Brian uh, casually mentioned we were going to have a, a church uh, uh, group get together on a Sunday, and he casually mentioned, hey, we have this thing, 8x8 VC. We could use that, or we could use Google Hangouts, whatever the group wants to do. And I thought, what the heck? Let me see what this thing's about. So I literally I called up Brian he answered and we were on a video chat like this and it was instant there was no browser download no uh, you know application to download or anything like that it was real simple and that's always good so Brian you were telling me about a program you guys have been helping with in Italy to help teachers uh, connect with their students so why don't we kind of start with that I know you guys had a press release about that we'll start with that and we'll talk about the platform and and where things are going yeah, so um, thank you again for having me on. And uh, yeah, we have been doing this for a long time. It, it was funny when you, we were looking for a, a photo to use, you know, on your on your YouTube cover for the channel. Um, and you said, oh, I think we did this about, you know, what, three generations ago. And, and then I saw the photo you actually pulled out and it was like, no, no, that's from the beginning of time. Let's not use that one. I'm, I, I'm looking for that photo as we speak. <laughs> I, I used to have a little more hair. You can see what the, uh, the video conferencing industry has done to me. Yeah, so we were um, literally, I, I was, my phone was buzzing all through our church ceremony and I, I finally got outside and could check what was going on. Um, so this was two Sundays ago, uh, organization based in Italy called weschool.com reached out to us and they had been using the open source version of the video platform that we're using here today. Um, and they were running their own instance of it and they couldn't get it to scale. They, they were literally having, you know, tens of thousands of classrooms and it just kept falling over. Uh, and so they reached out to 8x8, who's the, the largest contributor to the open source project, uh, which is jitsi.org, um, and said, can you help us? And so we, we literally spent the rest of Sunday and all of Sunday night and literally the rest of that week uh, helping them get up and running. Um, and the press release we put out this morning uh, has some great quotes uh, from the WeSchool CEO. Um, and basically about 30% of the secondary classrooms in Italy now are running on the WeSchool platform and using this video platform uh, so that the teacher can see all the students the students can see each other uh, and they can work uh, in, in their regular setting as much as <clears throat> things are normal now uh, via video. And so that that was a great uh, kind of partnership. And, and we were we were so happy to be able to to meet their needs. We're we're getting um, as our you know, I think most of the industry, the, the usage of video has just skyrocketed in the last week, week and a half. Um, we stood up a, a dashboard this morning that your viewers can go to. Uh, it's 8x8.com slash live. x8.com slash live. I'm putting it on a web uh, page as we speak, and I'll share that. 
That is um, not dynamic yet. So the numbers okay. on there as of last night, we're working on getting it real time. Um, Whoops, I think I, I got the wrong uh, URL. <laughs> X8.com or is no, it 8 by 8? The number 8, the letter X, the number 8. Ah, three characters.com. Yeah, you don't live. want to go to what I thought it was. So, okay. com slash live. I have to watch what I'm doing here. There we go. So it should anyway, be Anyway, as, as of last night, um, uh, you know, we had month to date about 1.7 million some odd users, um, unique users on the platform. This morning, that's already come up. We went overnight in Europe. We're up to 2.2 million. So a lot of... Um, a lot of usage out there on this platform. That's incredible. And I'm hopefully the screenshot is showing up on YouTube uh, right now. I should have had the YouTube uh, stream going on my computer so I could see what I'm seeing, but it's um, incredible the number of locations too. And this, this has all just happened in the last two weeks. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, you know, I think people, the, the funny thing about, I think video adoption and, and, you know, I've, I've kind of lived through this my whole career is we've, we've been fighting all along um, to find a way to get video to be used by the masses. Um, and, and for 8 in particular in the business world, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people use Apple's tools, uh, to do video with their family and friends, but you know, video just hasn't been a day to day kind of thing in the workplace. And now that we've all been forced to use video as the only way we can actually keep our businesses going or, or keep classrooms going. Um, keep doctors seeing patients that they may not be able to physically get to. Uh, I'm hoping this will radically change, you know, the way we work going forward because people will get hooked on this way of meeting. I know uh, it, it's been fun to watch all the, the folks in my house uh, go about their, their normal lives, uh, but trying to do it via video and, and um, everything from, uh, I think I shared with you, there was a yoga class being taught on the platform, uh, a lot of really cool telemedicine uh, projects that we're working with that that I hope to be able to talk to uh, in the near future. There's, there's just the applications are endless. I think there was a knitting club. Um, our church can you know is using it for all of their church council meetings, and uh, there's there's just you you can use the platform in all sorts of really cool ways. And I'm sure we'll see a lot more. I attended a house concert last night that was done on on video. So it's you know things that you used to do are all now being done behind this this pane of glass that we all have in front of us. That's excellent. Well, I know a couple of anecdotes from mine. One uh, virtual reunion that uh, some of my spouse and her friends are going to do this evening. Or uh, we did a micro community broadcast. Uh, you know, kind of helping, uh, kind of get the word out that we need to kind of organize on a block by block basis to make sure that the seniors are taken care of and the you know kind of matching abilities with the needs. Right. That's awesome. And so what, one of the things we're trying to do on that page, you'll see tweets coming in from around the world, different languages, but, but folks that try it and actually have, you know, uh, a neat experience, we, we'd love if people would share it right there on that 8x8.com slash live page, and we'll, we'll put it up. That's, that's great. And I can uh, put that up. I could put it in the, uh, in fact, I'll put it in the live stream right now. So uh, Brian, why don't you kind of give us uh, kind of a uh, history of how this project started? Yeah. So, so Jitsi as an open source platform actually started way back in 2006. So that team, um, it, it's led by Dr. Emil Ivov, um, who started the project. You know, they've been at this a long time as well. Um, they, they were part of an organization that was eventually sold to Atlassian. 
uh, and Atlassian uh, was Atlassian is actually an eight byte customer as well, so we know them very well. Um, but when they shut down their chat product project, they didn't need this video capability anymore. And so eight byte bought uh, the entire team and the underlying assets from Atlassian back in October of 2017. So they've been part of eight byte for a little over two years, going on two and a half years now. Um, I know the open source community, when, when they saw that 8Byte was going to purchase it, was like, oh, no, here we go again. They're going to shut it down. They're going to, uh, you know, not support open source. But, but again, 8Byte, we, we've always been um, both open source, you know, supporters because we, we leverage open source wherever we can. Uh, but we've also been um, big around standards and transparency and, you know, served over the years as members of the ITU. And we still work in the various IETF working groups how to you know how to enable this stuff to interoperate and, and how to best do you know video communications from a standards perspective um, this is based on a technology called webrtc which has also been around uh, mm -hmm. quite a while and google's probably its largest proponent um, webrtc in its early days was was in its infancy wasn't in our opinion uh, at eight byte mature enough to support enterprise kind of uh, collaboration and communication needs, but uh, around the time we started talking to the Jitsi team, um, you know, we we made a decision that hey, this stuff is mature enough now, and let's really start putting a lot of R and D into into making WebRTC work for the enterprise, and that's how the the 8x8.vc uh, service came about, and and so and we're continue you know obviously pouring a lot of investment into this, but. The really cool thing, because the biggest challenge with, with, with video and what Apple was able to solve, because if you have an iPhone, it just works. The camera's built in, the app is there, and you just run it. Um, in, in the modern world where everyone's on different devices, everyone's got different operating systems, everyone's got different versions of all of that, um, the challenge has always been, okay, I have to download something or I have to install an extension to my browser. I've gotta, I gotta do this or that. I can't just jump in and, and be video native to the browser and that's what webrtc you know enables uh is is it runs native to the browser experience we do have a page if you want a dedicated client or you want to get calendar integrations you can just set up a meeting uh right from your calendar uh there's download.8x8.vc uh and all those downloads are there but but to use it you really don't need anything other than a broadband connection um and a web browser that that understands WebRTC, which which most of the major ones do these days, um, and and just like that, uh, you also have dial-in capability. And I bet someone was dialing in right now to be on yeah, here, no, which is I guess, you, know. I mean, you know, again, the dog <laughs> will probably bark next, but it's kind of like that's the world we live in now. So I didn't even bother to apologize because people. No, no, but there is, but it's perfect timing because there's uh, that, that was one of the things I thought was really neat because not everyone still has a smartphone or a computer and figure it out, but it, this makes it very accessible. Everyone can dial a phone number, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, the majority of um, what 8Byte does as a company is we supply cloud communication systems. So essentially phone system replacements, contact center, um, chat, you know, so, so our, our customers are businesses that want to get rid of their legacy phone system and they want to have their entire communications powered from the cloud um, over their existing connections. And that, that enables them to be able to work from home and, and pull out their mobile phone on the go and answer as if they were at their desk. Uh, and so this becomes, you know, a, a big part of that platform. 
because one of the things we're doing, unlike some of the, the folks in the field who only allow you to connect if you're on a computer, uh, is we have 55 countries with local and toll-free dial-in numbers. So if you only have a phone or access to a cell phone or whatever it is, you can just do the old way, the, the Emil likes to call it the dinosaur way of joining a meeting, which is you dial a phone number, an IVR says, please enter your meeting ID, you type in a six, seven, eight, nine digit code, uh, and then you're connected via audio. So we were able to kind of roll that out because we were already in that business globally uh, when we when we acquired the Jitsi team. And the um, the voice connect, it, it's the biggest challenge we're having with the schools, to be honest with you, is the situation where not every student has ready access to an internet connection, may not have a laptop or a smartphone at home. It's it's the big you know digital divide problem that that everyone's been trying to solve for a number of years. And I don't know that I would want to take a class, you know, via dial-in on a on a regular <laughs> telephone line. But if you have nothing else, um, you know, that's in countries like India, uh, where the internet is um, relatively hit and miss. You know, we are having discussions with educators over there about how we can support them from just a voice conferencing perspective, and and just forget the internet and the video, and just just use dial-in. Uh, but again, I you know, going back to that world and facts and all the legacy technologies you know they do have their place if if you don't have access to to broadband yeah and it, it you know just yesterday i was on a conference call using this and it was very useful for whatever reason a couple of people had to dial in so uh, yeah it was useful yeah and there's you know it's it's funny how um apite has customers who you know just without trying to uh, insult anyone i i would you know there's technical customers out there that you can interact with at one level. And then there's kind of these old school, you know, uh, the, I know you have a lot of business you do in the Midwest. I, I would say the Midwest for whatever reason has some of the lowest tech um, eight by eight customers on the planet. And they, they are still using fax. Um, they are still using like real plastic desk phones and they want to order the, the giant sidecars that have, rows and rows of buttons so that they can answer, you know, any incoming phone call. And um, there are businesses that are still in that mode. And so we, we try to cater to both sides. If you're super high tech and you want to do soft phone only and you want to really get into the power of um, the communications cloud being a platform to drive your business, you know, and do things you couldn't do before. Or if you just want to get rid of that legacy old Avaya box that, you know, no one even knows how to administer anymore. And just outsource everything to 8 byte. We can make the environment look just like uh, the old Avaya system looked, if that's what you want. Well, yeah, I was, heard the other day that there was some, I think it was a government agency that only accept faxes or something. I can't remember <laughs> what this was now, but uh, so that it still exists and it's important. I, I can tell you our fax traffic has, has not, you know, we track it over a very long period of time. It is, it is not increasing at a, if at all, the last time, I, it's been a while since I looked at it, but um, it certainly has not decreased. So the number of faxes on the eight byte network is 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 still constant. So people that are faxing continue to fax. And for the millennials out there, a fax is something that you put a piece <laughs> of paper in and it actually copied it, digitized it, and sent it over a telephone line. Which yeah, you know, telephone we, we at least try to get them to e. You know, you can literally do e fax right off of our mobile client. Uh, we try to get them there. But, oh, that's you know, very we, cool. We still support the paper fax <laughs> if that's what you want. We have a little adapter that you can plug it into. So. Well, we kind of digress. One of the things I wanted to ask you when you were talking about the internet and you were, uh, we had a brief conversation about this, I think on Sunday or something about what's going to happen when you have all these sessions going and, you know, what have 
what's been your impression so far of all yeah, this so, traffic? So look, honestly, um, I give credit to the mobile operators. I give credit to um, the internet itself. It, it was built to be a, a self-healing network. Um, this is what it's designed for. And as far as I can tell, it's doing fine. Um, the problems we're seeing, you know, we interconnect with about 50 carriers around the world um, who, who carry our voice traffic um, to the legacy uh, public switch telephone network. And those networks are getting slammed because you, you do have people who are suddenly working from home and they're, they're now accessing via, you know, their home carrier or their cellular carrier. And there's a lot of traffic out there and there's a lot of instability in those networks. And the difference between a cloud network like eight by eight runs where, where, you know, we, we were able to scale as this demand ramped up. I'm not saying it was easy. We had a lot of sleepless nights, but we were able to expand our capabilities and that legacy fixed network, you can't do it. You, you, you know, you have so many ports on a switch and until you buy and install and start using a new switch, which can take weeks or months, uh, you can't expand network capacity the way we can on the internet in the modern cloud era. Uh, and so we're seeing a lot of strain on the public switch telephone network, uh, even here in the US, certain regions of the US calls are getting the, you know, um, call can't connect message or the, you know, number yeah. service. So um, that that is where I'm seeing the strain right now. But I think the internet and and certainly our mobile operators are doing a phenomenal job uh, at at enabling everyone to work from home. And uh, so the broadband. I mean, the fact, and I should look at the stream count on this or the uh, the the data rate. But I mean, we're each you know transmitting upload of a couple megabits. And are you actually uh, are you acting more as a director of that video, and or or is it going through you know your switches? Yeah. So um, it's interesting, right? Um, in our world, th this is what, what you would consider a peer-to-peer -peer connection, right? It, it stays on the internet. It, it never touches anything legacy. Now, you know, eight by eight, one of the things we've invented over time is, again, to meet these enterprise kind of quality demands, everything has to work perfectly, even though you're on the public internet, even though your CEO is on a cell phone at a, you know, I'll pick on Starbucks Wi-Fi network or a Marriott hotel lobby network. You know, we want to make that connection as good as possible. So we do actually dynamically route the media, which is the, the, the my my actual spoken voice or the video you're seeing. We route that through eight byte controlled networks uh, that we operate um, in order for a couple of reasons. One is so we have the analytics on how that connection is. If if my video is just going sense. straight to you and never touches us, we actually don't know what the quality of this call is. So we do switch it so that we. We can be the, the person in the middle who's monitoring, is this call doing well? And the, the thing we invented, it goes back to like 2010. We got a ton of patents around it. Uh, we have the US trademark on it. It's a technology we call global reach. Uh, and what that means is we're dynamically from call to call, and sometimes even during a call, we will direct the endpoint to actually send its media to a different point on the internet that 8-byte controls in an effort to route around an issue or in an effort to get you a better connection. Uh, and there's there's a lot of technology behind that. So it, it's not as easy as it looks, but that's the stuff we worry about and our customers can just use it and hopefully it, it works as well as we can make it work on the connection you're on. My gosh, you've probably really had to scale up then, right? Oh you yeah, I mean, we're just like literally the, the dashboard, you know, that 8x8.com slash live, 
That's last night's number 1.7 million. We're already at 2.2 million today. So you can see just overnight uh, in Europe, uh, another half million uh, active users came on the platform. So yeah, it's we're scaling, but we're holding it together. And, and I'm <laughs> feeling better. The, uh, two weeks ago, I think I was uh, showing the stress of some sleepless nights. And uh, these days, I actually got seven hours of sleep last night. So nice. uh, we're, we're doing well. <laughs> now, the eight by eight logo is up there and uh, you know, but in a way you're not really sponsoring this uh, broadcast because you'll do this for anyone. Right. So Correct. the question is uh, how do you make money on this? How are your, what are your shareholders going to do? Yeah. So like I said, eight by eight makes most of its money on the provisioning of our voice services. So this, this kind of phone system replacement. So we are, um, I think our, our last guidance for our fiscal year, which ends March 31st, you know, in the range of about 450 million a year in revenue. Um, and, and that's from paying subscribers who are paying us for access to our full suite of services. Um, the video platform, one of the, one of the unique things I think about our service from day one, um, anyone who's an 8 byte customer who calls another 8 byte customer anywhere in the world, that is one of those, you know, pure internet mm -hmm. type of calls and you get HD, you know, voice and you get, you could add video to it. You can do a lot of things with it. Um, we've always had made those free. So we, we were believers that if you're, you're on the internet, you're calling someone else on the internet, let's not charge for that call. Um, if someone calls a regular phone number on the public network, then, you know, we charge and, and that's, we start making money. Um, it's funny because some of the, the more popular platforms in this space, um, built business models around charging for internet to internet calls, right? So a lot of the conferencing, the, the popular ones out there are doing that. We kind of think that's wrong because it they're you know the, the costs of bandwidth these days and the actual transit charges uh, that we see from switching this, they're not zero, but they're near zero compared mm -hmm. to the, the costs of terminating voice to a carrier in in India. Um, and so that, that's anyway, that's how we view it. And so the way we're going to make money, you know, think of this as a branding exercise. Hopefully people will start understanding what that eight by eight logo means or who they are, what we do. Um, and we want to encourage them to come and, and look at the rest of our platform, which, which you can do at 8x8.com. The free product's great. I mean, we're using it to work seamlessly, but when you think about this product integrated natively into your corporate phone system, so that I can just one click or find anyone in the company. I know their presence. I can chat to them. Uh, one of the coolest features we have is I can chat to someone and say, hey, Ken, do you have a minute? And you say, yes, I one touch to escalate the chat to a phone call. And then we start talking and then I can one touch escalate the phone call to a meeting. Uh, and we can pull in other people either inside the company or outside the company. A lot of unique integration points you can do when you combine the whole corporate communications kind of spectrum with the meetings capability. So that, that's how we're thinking about it. That makes sense. And one of the things I, I think being an open source platform, it seems to me, and again, I'm a big proponent and user of WordPress, but you know, they've built this kind of ecosystem and it started off totally free, right? And, uh, and automatic Matt Mullenweg has done a great job of creating a managed platform where, you know, someone like me who is self-hosted has done a lot of neat things, but I couldn't really see the value in having someone else manage it, right? Yeah, and I, I think we're very unique. You know, we own all of these underlying technologies. We, we don't outsource or integrate with, with other partners for the core services we sell. 
And because of that, I mean, what, what you're seeing, and, and I think the WeSchool example was a great example of this, we're, we're becoming the preferred development platform for communication services. So if you think about, hey, I need to embed some of this into my platform, which is exactly what WeSchool did, um, you know, eight by eight through that open source mechanism and, and through some of the other um, acquisitions we've done in the last year, we're really trying to, to turn ourselves into that preferred platform for developers. And so from a developer standpoint, uh, it, is it possible to design a plugin for the Jitsi uh, platform that oh, yeah. they could yeah. offer as free or, yeah. Jitsi has been used all, in fact, there was a company we acquired based in Singapore um, last year that, um, you know, is basically built a, uh, they, they call it a video interaction. So think of a contact center agent who needs to use the customer that they're talking to. They want to access their camera in the field. Um, and so we've got some, you know, someone like Vacasa or HomeAway, Expedia, you know, instead of helping their home renters by rolling a truck, they're actually able to help right out of the contact center uh, by turning that customer's smartphone into a remote camera that they can access and use. Um, and so the company is called WaveCell based in Singapore and they had, they use Jitsi to build that. So okay. we were sitting there, you know, trying to acquire the company for other technology they had built. And then we found out they were already using Jitsi and it was already embedded in their platform. It was like, ah, oh, this makes total sense. <laughs> That's really cool. Uh, I could see all kinds of uh, plug-in potential. I mean, I've already, you know, showered you with a couple of ideas. And it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is really uh, uh, extensible, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, you look going forward. I think that's where this stuff is going to go. It's uh, like I said, you're always going to have the low tech customers that that want their plastic desk phone. But but I think more and more these types of capabilities will get built into either other devices, think Internet of Things or other platforms, which is what WeSchool is doing. You know, WeSchool doesn't deliver this raw um, as, as we're using it to the schools. They, they wrap a bunch of services around it. Um, you know, how to, how to, you know, collect homework and grade homework and the security you need to make sure your classroom environment virtually is going to be as secure um, as a physical classroom. There, there's a lot of things you still want to wrap around. The sure. Platform. But you can only do that if, if you've got access to the core uh, Jitsi technology so that you can embed it. Uh, and I think a lot of the commercial only offerings that are out there, you know, they're, they're out of the box. They do what they do. And if, if it doesn't do what you need for your platform, you, you really can't do that integration. That makes sense. Uh, and is WeSchool then is an Italian company or is it an American company? They what, are. They're, they're based in Italia in, in Italy. Um, and like I said, they've, they've got already a third of, of the teachers over there using the platform. So they, they've they've seen their their side of the things ramp as well. That's incredible. It's it's great work that uh, that they're doing, and uh, it's great work that you guys are doing. I mean, it just is. Uh, I, I think a lot of things will come out of this once we get to the other side that will change uh, the way things are done. And yeah, for sure. And so, Brian, I always appreciate appreciate catching up with you. I don't know if you have anything else any on your mind that you wanted to comment on, but no, I hope in another ten years you're not uh, passing this photo around. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have these earmuffs on, so I I'll, I make you look good. So awesome, <laughs> Brian! Thank you very much. I'm going to hit the end stream right now, and then All right. we can 